You're listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Outfluencer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Outfluencer and your powerful presence mentor. Today, I have a super special guest. Uh, I... uh, don't even remember where we met. Um, Jocelyn's going to remind me. Uh, uh, Jocelyn Bellows is joining me today. Uh, she has a program and books and all kinds of amazing stuff around the concept of breakdown to wake up. That is her coaching. She is an author. It's her first book. She has a TV show and podcasts. Um, just amazing woman that I wanted to bring on with me and talk about her journey and how she, how she broke down to wake up and, and what that means to, uh, to all of us. So Jocelyn Bellows, welcome to One Sharp Sword. Uh, Wayne, thank you so much for having me on the show. And yes, I'm going to start by sharing how we actually connected. So, because I remember, um, I think you and I had actually connected um, because I invited you to be a guest on my TV show, and that will be coming out um, in the next couple of months or so. Um, I can't remember quite the, the, the booking date, but when we connected and we had this amazing conversation, we talked for, I don't know, an hour and a half, typically yes. I talked for like 30 minutes, and heard so much to, to share, um, but, and then you invited me to be here, so I'm really excited and grateful to be a part of your show today, so yeah. I um, but to jump- remember. That's that's uh- <laughs> awesome. so I, I remember our long conversation. I just didn't remember like what was the initial connection. And it was uh it was that I was looking for interesting connections. I'd asked my assistant to reach out, and um that's awesome. And then when we did it, we'd set a, like a half hour to talk, and an hour and a half later, we were like, we have to be on each other's shows. <laughs> Let's do this thing. That's awesome. So yeah. great. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Um, you you are helping people with what I call the big bounce, like people who pretty much every one of us as humans goes through this journey of a climb and we set our sights on something we think is going to bring us happiness. And along the way, the road is never smooth. And okay. Um, sometimes we get in our own way. Sometimes there are massive obstacles that we're given to deal with. And sometimes it's a combination of both. And your, your work is, uh, I think you and I do similar work. We come at it from different angles and that's what's so fascinating. And, and so your work is really around what I call the big bounce, which is break down to wake up. And so can you talk about how you got there before you talk about what the work is first? Like, can you talk about your journey and, you know, what happened? Absolutely. Down a little yeah, bit? absolutely. It, it is, it, you know, my work is a result of my work. And when right. I quote my work, my work on myself. Um, and I'd say, so I, I kind of start with this. It was, this is probably the most pivotal moment um, where I say my journey began and, and truth be told. You know, it's a lifelong journey. It's not just a one-time only. And if I look back over the course of my life and the repeat patterns I've seen, um, I've I've had so much more knowledge of 
how I've made decisions and how I've shown up in my life because of what's occurred, what occurred in the last few years and what I've learned about myself in my own journey of self-discovery. So today I live in Colorado. Um, I moved out here just about four years, three and a half, four years ago. Um, And in order to make that move to to Colorado from the East Coast, um, at the time I was married and my, my husband and I took a look at the community that we were living in and said, this is a, we, we want something different for our lives, just for the two of us and how we live in an environment that we, where we wish to raise our son. And we really want to look, have our life look, look and feel different than what we were currently living. Um, at the time I was working in a high profile position. Um, I worked for something called an eye bank where we did corneal tissue recovery. Um, and I was in senior level management and my husband was running a, a bicycle shop. And I worked at this bike shop when, when I wasn't working full time. And along that journey, <laughs> we also had a child. And so even, even in the mix, I was still at the shop here and there part-time. And life was busy. I mean, it was a constant, this constant churn. It was like, if I wasn't in one place, I was in another place. And if I wasn't the other place, then I was full-time mom while, um, while his dad was working. And so life was really, really, really fast paced, even though it didn't feel fast, but we were constantly, there was no time for ourselves. We were constantly on the run. Um, and when we made the decision to make this move, it took about nine months for us to actually move across country. And in order to do that, we, we had some really hard decisions to make because we knew that we were going to do this. But it meant that I walked away from my career. Um, I had talked with my employer about trying to stay on and everything we had scripted was looking like I was going to be traveling 90% of the time. And my son at the time was three and it just, that didn't make sense. I was like, I'm moving to Colorado to live in Colorado and be around for myself and for my son and our family. And so we made this decision. We were gung-ho. I talked very openly with my employer about it. They were wonderful. They actually, they, they gave me a beautiful parting gift and said, go with your dream, go take this next step. And I will tell you, I had no idea what was to come. If you had told me what was to come, I don't know that I would have actually taken, taken that leap that we did, but we make the move. I actually want to pause you right there, right? Yeah. Because that is along the way, there are certain pivotal moments in your life, in my life, in everyone's life where we go, Okay, looking back, if I was told this was going to happen, um, it would have been a big nope for me. But you know what? It turned out to be a blessing, right? It's like if you look back as we come through this pandemic, right? If we if we were told a year and a half ago, hey, your life is going to be so different this coming year. Surprise! You know, it's like you're. There's going to be no travel. You're going to be seeing the same four walls. The toilet paper is going to disappear. What an amazing journey you're going to have. We'd go, what? Like what? But we've all come through it, and so that's that's part of your big leap. And so, uh, you know, uh, from time to time during your story, I'm going to go pause right there because everybody's faced this feeling of. Oh my gosh, if I knew that my life was going to be like flipped upside down, way upside down, would I have actually done that? Would I have, would I have stepped in to take that on? So, um, 
right? It's like, oh, absolutely. You you nailed it. And what what's coming through is as we're you're, as I'm hearing and listening to your words is it's the detours in our life that bring us to exactly where we need to be. Always, and it is. It can be very. So yes, I mean, to to if you told me four years ago what was going to transpire in making this move, I don't know that I would have had the the fortitude or the strength. To, to accept and take this on. Didn't have a choice, right? That's not true. I had a choice. We could have stayed. But we chose to we chose to make this move and and whatever was going to come was going to come. But we were we're coming this from, from a really point of big excitement. Um, so we make the move. I walk away from my career. Uh, within three months of being here, I have all space because it's the first time in my life that I wasn't working. And my child, we were sending them to to preschool a few days a week and I was applying for jobs and I had this space, but I had a lot of anxiety about what um, my next career move was going to be. I also know, moreover, because I had all this quiet time, my, my husband at the time was flying back east to run our business because it was still up and operational. But it was in those moments that I was like, I don't know myself. Mm. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I like. Forget knowing what I love. I don't even know what I like. I think the only thing I knew that I liked was I loved being out. I, I loved to be out in sunshine. That was that was a beautiful perk for being in Colorado. And I got to be back on the soccer field that I hadn't played in you know 15 years or something. And those were the two things I enjoyed. And outside of that, I will tell you I knew nothing because I just I knew who I was based on the labels I'd given myself of being an employee being a business owner, being a wife, being a mother, those, the, the doing of my life was how I described and showed up and I gave myself value. That's huge. That's, and I, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say like, this is, this is the thing that, that causes the big realization of uh, it's the existential dilemma. Who am I really? Do I even know myself at this point? You know, and and here's what's so important, I think, for our audience is that it is so easy to get comfortable and just the comfort of, well, the label, right? I do this, the label of do versus the label of be um, and be yes. and enjoy and like and and really appreciate. And that, by the way, changes. And I think one of the people, one of the reasons that, that, you know, the work that you and I do when we see people who are stuck is they, they hung on to or clung to what they used to like, not recognizing that they've probably changed, you know, the past 10 years, 20 years of life has changed their likes, their values. Um, and, and that we don't tend to take the time to actually pause and say, who am I today? Right. Yes. And, right. And we so don't. We, don't. We, we get on this treadmill of, of life of what we like, what life is meant to be for us. Right. And I was right there. Right. Oh, yeah. and to, if you had looked at the, if you were someone on the outside looking in at my life, I had everything, right. I had the idyllic life of, you know, being a business owner, having, having had a great career at that moment, 
Um, so financially, we were very solid and married with a young, healthy son. And now here we are taking this next adventure in life where bank accounts really healthy, moving into a bigger home, that next like up leveling. And yet I was miserable. I felt trapped and I didn't, I didn't know why. I didn't know why. What I did recognize from some, I had some key indicators. One is I recognized every time my spouse left to head back east, I could breathe more deeply. When he returned, I felt like I was walking on eggshells. And I was like, that's interesting. Right? That's really interesting because I have had this belief that it really needs to be the opposite, right? Not that I can't live without his, him in my space, but maybe that's an indicator that there's something a little off in this relationship. Long and short, uh, within a couple of months of, of, um, of living here, um, I filed for divorce. It was a very pivotal moment that occurred between the two of us and I filed for divorce. And I just said, I know that this is the right decision. I couldn't tell you why. I just knew it was the right decision for me. And I didn't know, I didn't have any, I didn't have any, um, I had evidence, right? And I could find evidence in a behavioral pattern. But I knew deep within my being that this was the step that I needed to take for me. And it had nothing to do with him, but what I had to learn about myself. Uh, I want to pause pause you for a second, because there are a couple lessons in here that I want to pull out. First of all, you listen to yourself, which is, that's a huge step for most people who are like, well, yeah, it's uncomfortable when I'm around this person, but that's just because there's more people in the house. Like they'll start to give excuses instead of going, no, what really is happening? Like if I'm uncomfortable around this person, it means I need to do some work and we need to do some work. And you know, that it's a, that it becomes a time for seeking something different. And it's not always a divorce. Sometimes it's you know, we need to interact differently. You know, this is that the other, the partner brings something back when they come back that makes the dynamic shift. So sometimes it's a matter of, we just need to figure out new ground rules since we both changed. We're in a new environment, all that stuff. But the other part that you said is interesting because I've heard this literally hundreds, if not thousands of times, And I've experienced it myself. And the term is, I found myself like I couldn't breathe. Yes. Boom. That is gigantic. If you were in a situation, if you were in a relationship, if you were in a space where everything felt like, I I just felt like I couldn't breathe. Typically, by the way, this is a this is a major point, and I want to underscore it. Typically, the feeling of not breathing is not that you can't inhale. It's the fact that you can't exhale, right? I feel like I don't have a voice is really that sense of I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like I can't express myself fully is I feel I can't breathe. And that is, that is huge. And the fact that you picked up on it and did something about it is gigantic. So let's continue. I'm going to quote a friend friend of mine. Okay. Um, And so 
dear friend of mine, um, Brian Benson, who's a five-time author and very accomplished in his own, in his own right. And in his, one of his earlier books, and this became a signature of his TED Talk, and I love it. So it's so succinct and beautiful, is to be yourself to free yourself. Thanks. And we don't often do this. We often find avenues of, if I act in a certain way, I will receive love from this external person. And we, we shallow ourselves and we bring ourselves, we, we water ourselves down to fit someone else's need to be receptive of love. And what, ended up, what that ends up doing is we end up doing more damage to ourselves because we aren't allowing our fullness of way of being to shine brightly in the world. I was, do, I was guilty of this. Now, I didn't under, totally understand that at the time, but I will tell you that was certainly part of my inability to fully exhale yeah. because I wasn't, because I wasn't expressing myself. I, I, I believed I was expressing myself to a way, to a certain extent, but the, the re- reception I was receiving was, was very diminutive. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm not going to do this any longer. This is not how I'm going to be any longer. And so in the wake of this, and yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. This was my journey. Not everyone has to, to make that kind of a drastic decision. <laughs> that for me was what I had to, for me, what I felt was appropriate for me to really now understand, I didn't understand at the time, love myself. I yeah. had to choose myself first and I wasn't, I hadn't done that most of my life. And that was probably the biggest takeaway and lesson that I learned in, in all of that, you know, that time. Um, I, Shortly after the divorce, I started working with my first life coach. I don't know what a life coach was. In fact, I was looking at a business coach. And this life coach magically appeared in my path. And I looked at these two options and I said, well, okay, I don't have a career right now. I'm sort of in this limbo state. But my life is kind of a mess. So life coaching sounds like a really, really good option. And it was through working with this accountability partner that I started to really peel back what was, what had occurred, not just with my marriage, but what had been occurring throughout the entirety of my life. Um, and it was during that, you know, six months of introspection, because it really started with a question. I have a lot of questions for myself. Was, you know, here I am, well-educated, intelligent, beautiful, kind and smart and happy and funny. How did I end up in this relationship where I didn't feel met, loved, seen, or understood? You're listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Dr. Wayne Purnell. Want to move beyond kindness? Yep, kindness is nice, but it doesn't go far enough. Dr. Purnell has started a movement focused on rehumanization. That starts with one, you. Go to startswithone.com for a free and quite fun challenge. You'll get emails for the next 21 days to guide you to making a more significant difference in the lives of others. Startswithone.com. Startswithone.com. 
And now, back to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Dr. Wayne Purnell. Here's a big question for you. And it's a big question for the women in our audience as well, which is this. I am guessing that you didn't come to the fact that you are well-educated, intelligent, beautiful, kind, smart, all the things you said, that is not something that most women in my experience will look in the mirror and go, Hey, I love myself so much. I am intelligent and kind and beautiful. And without going, except for that one wrinkle or, you know, that one little place where there's a little bit of extra flesh or, and it's like, stop with the except for, right? Because you came to a place of loving yourself wholly. And this is so important for women and equally as important for men. And this is, it's, it's a gigantic turning point. The other thing I want to point out is that you found a coach, right? That the, the idea of, and I think this goes for every single one of our listeners is if you don't have somebody who can give you an outside perspective, you're going to keep living your life the way you've been living. And that's, you know, that's where you and I come in as coaches. It's, it's the, we see things that other people can't see. Yes. And, and it's not, we're going to tell you what to do. It's, we're going to open your eyes to things that are there and guide you and offer uh, some, some options into how you choose to live your life. That's awesome. So for you to find a coach who got you to a place where you can comfortably on a podcast say, because I'm, I'm kind and highly educated and intelligent and beautiful and, and you just rattle it off matter of factly, that is like, I am celebrating so big for you right here because I don't know that I've, I, I mean, it's so rare to hear a woman do that. So I love that so much. I just do. I love that so much. Congratulations on, on being that solid. It's great. It's so great. So I appreciate that. But I, I want to be, I want to be really honest and frank with the audience about that. <laughs> Number one, that was not something that I came to overnight. No, that I truly honor, truly honored that about me, that that is how I saw myself. It didn't happen overnight. That took at least, six months to truly fully fully imbibe that in my being at least six months and that was me shutting the world out truly so I feel I filed for divorce I start working with my coach and it was I shifted my diet dramatically as well right and in that time frame I turned my phone off for days on end turned it off because somewhere early on I had this voice come inside my head and say, no one else is going to bail me out of this. No one else, no one's coming to save me. I am here to save myself from myself because I am my own best friend and worst critic. Second, it is still a work in progress. <laughs> because just before we got on this call, truth be told, like, during Corona, I didn't exercise a whole lot this past year. And I put on some weight and, and I'm not happy 
about it, right? It's my own. I did it to myself. I created this. And I was looking in the mirror and saying, well, Dawson, you know, this isn't so great. So I'm still, this is still a work in progress. Yeah. This being though, having the tools and the knowledge and know how to shift how I see and perceive myself. But, you know, to to your point, your earlier point, um, I said that to myself to a degree that that gave me an emphasis of inquisition of how did this external world appear when I have all these attributes? And the discovery was it really wasn't living into those attributes. Now, fortunately, I'm an Aries and I have a lot of bravado and boldness, but I really wasn't showing up in that way. And that was a lesson that I had to learn very, very heavily of how to look at look in the mirror and look at myself and really, really love the skin that I'm in, no matter what anyone has to say. And when you come from that place of being so solid in who you are and not, not ever needing external validation, the validation that comes from within, that's where you get to shine. That's where the world needs you. That's where we need to show up as because when we show up in that way, we give permission for others to do exactly the same. I am going to own who I am in all of the ways that I am being. In the good and in the ugly, it's being I, able I, I wanna, to. I, I want our listeners to hear that, right? I'm going to live into who I am, right? It's just that, and and it's only some internal voice that chooses to call it good or ugly, you know, beautiful or ugly. It's that's a judgmental voice. I'm living into who I am. The other thing you said that is so powerful is. See, the, is this, no one is coming to save me. That is a huge statement. And what happens is what you said before is, um, is if I can act in a certain way, I'll receive love from this other person. And that most people do live their lives with the, um, the kind of transactional, engagement for love and appreciation and that is an old 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 story that comes from early childhood and a safety need around don't abandon me i'll be a good kid and so and right i'll be a good kid just don't abandon me give me love keep me safe it is an adult turning point to go i've got the love i create the love in my life and I don't actually need rescuing. Hmm. Yeah. The other part. And I never did. Right? And, and right. I never did. That's and yet, the and, and yet we we are conditioned. They, that old paradigm is what comes, but that I'm gonna come take a step back. That paradigm comes from generational patterning, patterning. Yes. We learn how to show up based on how we were taught in our first seven years of life. And that's based on what we received from our parents, our grandparents, the community that we grew up in, the words that we hear that may not actually have ever applied to us. Yeah. It was ever never intended to keep us small or, or downtrodden. 
somehow we take those on as our own belief systems because our parents learned it from their parents. Their parents learned it from the parents, the generation before. And we continue to tell that story. And then add to that the media that we have now in our world, the absorption of yes. we need to have the hair done and the makeup done and the beautiful, the beautiful clothing and um, you know, and and all of these external factors to be beautiful, to be accepted into society. And that's messaging not only we're getting from our generational piece, we're also getting that messaging from the media and world around us. And so it takes a really solid state of I am okay with me all of the time. Absolutely right. So good. The uh, And this, when we had our first discussion prior to this, that was something that resonated so strongly with both of us. The first seven years of life, you are listening to intergenerational stories and you're building rules. Like I, I talk about the rules that we build based on those stories for how we're supposed to, quote unquote, supposed to be living our lives. And we may or may not even understand what the rules are. They're subconscious, right? And so to get to a place of going, nobody else is coming. I don't actually need anybody else's approval. It's nice to have, but I don't need it. And you know what? I'm okay as a whole being. I'm okay as a whole person. Fantastic. This is really good. Let's leap ahead a little bit. What are you doing now? Because this is awesome. This is like the foundation of Jocelyn Bellows, right? It's like the, <laughs> the building of Jocelyn Bellows. So good because you did have to tear down and you did have to go, you know what? No one else is coming. And I choose to shut out the world so that I can hear my own voice instead of somebody else's voice. And this is a practice. And and even sometimes now, I'm going to shut off the TV and the computer and the phones and just be with me. That's powerful, right? So what about now? What are you doing in your life for yourself? What are you doing in your life for, like, how old is your son at this point? Do you get to be the mom? And do you get to be the you that you want to be? And... Um, you know, you've taken your journey and turned it into becoming the coach that you are. Um, talk a little bit about, yeah, this is this is who you are in your life right now. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to just I want to start with leap because it's interesting. Yeah. I don't think I actually shared with this with you, Wayne. Um, my first podcast that I launched in 2019 is called Leap. Okay. I, I, I don't want to throw away that word. So I want to emphasize it. It's called leap. Yes. It is called leap. And it, it came, um, the quick story on that and I will share where, where I am today. So that came out of a, an intuitive download. I was on a drive one day in, in the, you know, in the mountains and a song came on the radio and it was like this, this, this concept just came through me and I was just a vessel. And it, it was at that point, it was stopping me. So within the half an hour, I had a name for the TV show or the, the podcast, um, knew the first 20 people I was going to interview and what the concept of the show was going to be. Now, I had only ever listened to 
three podcasts at that point in my life. And I had no idea what podcasting was two weeks prior. And here I am saying, I am going to create this podcast. And so Leap um, was started recording in 2018, went live in January of 2019. And I interview entrepreneurs about what it's what inspired them to take a leap of faith and start their own business and starting a life and crafting a life that they love. And that, that was the inspiration. And really reflectively, that's the work that I was doing. What was the leap of faith that I was going to take to continue to craft the world and the, the life that I love to live? Because when I'm happy and I show up in this exuberance and all of it, and even in the dark, but all of it, people get to benefit from that. Other, the, the universe and the world around us gets to benefit from me showing up in a big, bold way. And that's what I, I want other people to do too, to encourage other people to do. And it's, that didn't happen alone. Like I still have accountability partners all around me. So today, um, these days, as you sort of mentioned, I am a motivational speaker and I am an author. The, the, my book um, came out in 2020 called Break Down to Wake Up. And it was myself, and then I brought together 15 authors from across five continents. Um, and this was another intuitive download that I'd received. This was the, the book that was coming, going to come through me. Um, and I invited people to step forward and share their own journeys of when they've had really dark moments in their lives um, and who they found themselves to be in that process. You know, really stripping away those those layers of falsehoods. Um, and, and a lot of times it was you know, filling voids. Like um, I had two, two gentlemen came on. Actually, ultimately, I think there were three of them all had touched upon their alcohol abuse and interwoven to trauma, you know, past traumas that they had, they had lived in, um, all of which had marriages end or if not get very close to ending because they were using alcohol as a numbing agent to not face what they need to face about themselves and live into radical responsibility of who they are. Um, but the book is really that, just that, is, is really stepping forward and saying, look, I have been through a very, very tumultuous time in my life. And because of that, because of that, I am thriving today. Not in spite of, not I blame it and it ruined my life. It was that worst, most awful thing and time in my life led me to discovering exactly who I am. It taught me how to love myself so that I can continue to craft a life on my terms, accepting myself for who I am allowing others to enter my field when it is supportive to me and saying no to what is not. That's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful. So I do like to point out certain points along the way, right? With, oh. with each of my guests, because, um, because so much, gold i think can can slip through and i don't want to lose any of this i want to point out you took a leap of faith to craft the life you love mm -hmm. and that is uh, you know i 
take notes as as you speak, right? So I have these notes, and you took a leap of faith to craft the life you love. That is a scary, scary thing, and congratulations, right? And that is something that that can be done with a partner, can be done as an individual. It is something that you, you know, you say, okay, here I go. Like, this is the life I think I want to love. And this is the life I want to live into. And then you have to let go of the things that you knew. It's like, um, I've heard it called uh, like swinging from vine to vine. And you have to let go of the other vine in order to swing to the next vine, right? That you are you are swinging forward. So that is huge. And then, and then you used a term that you got really quiet with. And I think I want to use this term really loud. Like you live into, and this is the term, radical responsibility for uh, for who you are, right? And um, and you let you. It's like. Uh, the term radical responsibility has to be a term that's emphasized. Like I own my life. I am radically responsible for who I am becoming. That's a major declaration. And, you know, if, as an audience member, if you're listening to this, no matter where you are, practice saying that out loud. I live into a radical responsibility for who I am practice saying that out loud and see what happens to your body when you say it. That is quite the declaration. So that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's really funny. So before, just before we, we came on the recording today, I, uh, I just posted it on Facebook, something to that effect. Um, and it actually was more how we talk to ourselves, the, yeah. the inner voice and what we say to ourselves is going to impact how we show up for ourselves. So if I say I am, you know, I'm not good enough or, um, you know, like I said to myself today, it's like, I'm heavier than I want to be right now. I said that to myself in my head and I said, probably worse than that. <laughs> my man, it feels, it doesn't feel good, right? It feels icky inside. It feels heavy and, and not no pun intended, but it feels, it really feels heavy. Instead, we can have that, that option to say, I am beautiful just as I am. Yeah. And you it's, just accept, you accept it for what it is. And it's this body that's going to get me into even better shape tomorrow. Yes. Right? That it's like, mm -hmm. I, you know, my body is, is responding exactly to what I've fueled it with. That's fantastic. So this body is going to respond and get me to where it needs to be tomorrow. Fantastic. Awesome. You know, like good. I like, uh, one more thing and you didn't say it this way. I want to, I want to, uh, this is where our perspectives, we do the very similar work and we, we come at it slightly differently. And I love that. Um, mm -hmm. because <laughs> that's what coaching is, right? Different perspective. So you talked about uh, inquisition a little while ago and, and you said something that, that made some sense to me as well around um, 
well, it uh, was around, you know, the way you talk to yourself. So inquisition was the word, and I would call it inquiry versus doubt, right? That when you inquire, you're not, you're not instilling a doubt on it. You're like, well, what is this about? How can I change this? What about this in my life versus, oh my gosh, what's this about? Like, I must be, and then the, and then the judgment kicks in, right? So, so, um, you know, the idea of, well, just stay in that space of inquisition or inquiry, stay in that space of, I wonder, I wonder what it's going to take to do X, Y, Z. I wonder, you know, I wonder, like, that's so powerful. Yes. But, but staying curious. <laughs> One staying of my favorite. Staying curious <laughs> with life is, is so, such a valuable, that was probably one of the things I learned the most value. Um, I've always been curious about others and that's why my podcast exists. And now my second part, well, my TV show now that is also a podcast is an inquiry into others, but really being curious about your own life. Be curious why people show up the way they do. Be curious why you are received in the way that you are. Be curious why you why you treat yourself in certain ways. Like, you know, if you have a bad conversation with or you have a conversation that didn't go quite as you'd hoped, um, do you go punish yourself by eating? Why do you do that? How does that serve you? Yeah. How does it serve you? That's yeah, a great question. So this How does is, it serve you? Right. This is great. Um, what haven't I asked? What do you want to share? Um, you know, I, I know, I know that you're gonna share how people can reach you Mm -hmm. and the other programs you have going on before you do that. What else, you know, can, yeah. What else should, should we all know to be thinking about? Yeah. So I, I think, oh gosh, my final thought is to, I want to stay on this being curious, continue to be curious for yourself about yourself. Moreover, always, 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 always choose yourself first. If you feel uncomfortable, speak up. Mm. You were given a voice. You were given a voice. It's time you start today by using it. Don't be concerned about what the response is going to be because it's not yours anyway. It's your responsibility to show up for yourself. No one else. Yay. (laughs) I love that. Uh, All right, Jocelyn, how do people find you? Um, you've You've got this amazing program coming up. So talk a little bit about your program and how people can reach out to you. Absolutely. So best way you can find me, you can find me on my website at jocelynbellows.com. It's J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-B-E-L-L-O-W-S.com. I am a life coach and a writing coach. And I know that sounds, it sounds like it may not marry, but I will tell you it, it marries beautifully. So in the writing, the, the, the books that I work, my clients that I work with are writing their personal memoirs. And when we are working through very difficult points of our lives in the writing, inevitably, you're going to come up not just with writer's block, 
writer's block often isn't so much that you're lacking creativity as to what you're going to write next. It's I'm shrinking because I'm concerned that someone else is not going to love and honor and accept what I have to share. Or I'm concerned that someone else is going to be hurt by what I've said. You're making yourself small. So the coaching comes in really beautifully in that. Um, and coming out in, in, the, in the next couple of weeks on April 8th, I believe, April 8th, I'm going to, I'm partnering with the incredible Kristen Clark. And we're coming together to host a four-week course called Writing the Book in You. Um, we're going to tap into your strengths, your personal strengths from Kristen Strength Finders to continue to uh, allow your voice to come through your writing, but also understanding who you are from that point of your strength so that you can capitalize upon those to write the most successful book inside of you. Also, you can find on my website is a, a free copy, um, PDF copy of getting the book out of your head and onto the page. And that is a simple guide to get you started as you start to ideate and create the next book inside of you. This is fabulous. All right, we will have jocelynbellows.com as a link in our show notes. And thank you so much. This is, um, it's so good to connect with you. I love the stories and your journey is so powerful. And um, and it's just, uh, you're a beautiful human, you know, it's so good to connect with you that way. So thank you for being here, Jocelyn. I really, really appreciate it. Wayne, thank you so much. It's been such a joy. I've really enjoyed this conversation and I look forward to seeing you on my show real soon. Yay. I look forward to that too. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, you've been listening, watching, uh, depending on how you're, how you're tapping into this one. Uh, this is One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most without Fluxer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. For more information, please go to onesharpsword.com.